I just going to put out a favor of Hashkafa from Rebbe Gatlin, Shlita from Ersameach. So besides being a Tamachochem, he's also has he's a, he was a professor of philosophy for many years. Um, so he addressed various different challenges that people had in the world of philosophy, etc. One of the questions which people grappled with was the idea of you know the, the secular society, people were coming from, etc. Still with the idea of the chosen, the Amanifka, the chosen being chosen. Uh, why is that? Isn't that a form of racism? Right? Maybe the UN is right that Zionism is racism. You know, but this Jewish attitude that we're better is that what, how you understand that. So he says that many people tried to approach it from the angle of the the Bechira, the, the Kaisal's Nifkar, because they have responsibilities. It means their Nifkar responsibilities is not discussing some more than that. He said that's clearly from the, the, all of the sources, the classic sources, that's incorrect. Kaisal has unique status. Unique, uh, so what exactly is his unique status? How is it expressed, etc.? So he tries to find a way to express it to these uh, secular individuals. He's trying to give it across. And of course, it's a very challenging thing to explain to them the mile of Anishmas Yisrael. If you've never heard of such a thing, you don't believe in a neshama. So that's a little bit challenging. So he suggests the following, um, and I would give it over in, in, the, in the context of a story which I said over la- last year. Um, Rabbi Yaakov Feitman Shlita told me that, uh, that when Ramosha was nifter, so um, there's tremendous levi in New York, so there's people in Cleveland and the various different reform and conserv- conservative uh, synagogues and temples. Um, never heard of this Rabbi Feinstein before. It's really not big in politics, stuff like that. But they were fascinated by the fact that this is a gigantic funeral for this person they never heard of. So who was this Rabbi Feinstein? Uh, would, they, would he come to one of these temples, I think it was Fairmount Temple, and they asked him if he would come, which is a reform, if he would come and speak about, about this Rabbi Feinstein. So he asked Gifter if, if he's allowed to do that. Meshiva gave him a certain problem of how he should do it, etc. So he went, he brought a bit large artist easel, and he put a big, big portrait of Ramosha, a big photograph of Ramosha next to him as he was speaking. There was a woman there who was just captivated by the picture of Ramosha. So afterwards, she came over to her Feitman, and she started asking more questions, etc. And that started her journey to becoming a woman for a picture of Ramosha Feinstein. The, 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 the godless of Ramosha, you can just look at his face, you know, a certain, has a certain sensitivity, could look at Ramosha and just hear something extraordinary, um, see something extraordinary. So he suggests, or we thought Rabbi Gatlin would suggest, that what the, the way to give over the concept of the Amanivkar to somebody who's not familiar at all is the concept what he calls the Tzaddik. See this your background? They call it called the Tzaddik. He says, nations, nations have, have produced wonderful people. But the amount of people which Kleisel is putting out, which have extraordinary meters and extraordinary sensitivity to others, one after another after another, where does that come from? There has to be something unique about Kleisel. And he starts, we, we don't need the, the, this, this, this idea, you know, obviously, but it's a fascinating point. We start thinking about the following. Uh, we spoke about making a Kabbalah last week. He spoke about the Kabbalah. Sir Volba says that the area of Kabbalah a person should make should be primarily in the world of learning. He says for a Bokhar especially, but in general, he says if you're a Kabbalah and you, and you grow in the area of learning, the other things are mista there. It works out. 
he builds it up, he bases it up in Al Shirk Habibes, he bases it on different cars in Khazal, that the lotion of doing Shuba Shuba Yisrael, Tuba Lidaraisa, return back to the Torah. He understands it means learning Torah. Uh, so I would explain that concept along the, with, with the following. It sounds a little bit, again, we're back to my, my venture. Right? So now it's, you know, it's my 15-minute uh, Mishnah Seder. Is that it's better than a bencher, maybe, but it's not that much better than a bencher. Right? So what's the point? Rav Hudner has a beautiful piece. We talked about, we know that the concept of Mushma Vaimid Mehar Sinai. Kleis says Mushma Vaimid. So what exactly does Mushma Vaimid do for us? Kleis comes to Hargizim and Harevo, and the Merkabal Torah again, the Olo, Beshua. So by Harsinai they were Mushpa, and then by Harsinai they were Mushpa. They're mushpa. So, so what is it, what does it work? So a person about to do an Abbey, he says, you know, Loisig's all I would have done, but now that I have a Shua, forget, I'm not going to do it. We, it's, it's, you know, you'll get to a in the first paragraph of Mansiya. Kasher, my Kasher, the the person over the Sigzal, he'll be over, over a Shua also. So, what exactly do we accomplish? He says, you know, the Veira is a Veira, you know, Resicha is Resicha, but a Shua. Do you really think that the Shua is going to stop us from doing something which we weren't going to do without the Shua? The Kabbalah, the, the Kabbalah's Allah, the Hargizim and Harevol, that's going to do it. What, is that, what are we doing with this Kabbalah, with this, this concept of the Kabbalah, or Shua? What are we doing? He says, you're right. For the people who are about to do the Veira, the extra layer is Pasha, is not going to make a difference. The person's Fechap, the Veira, right? whatever it is, whether it's Loshon Hara, says, Loshon Hara, you know, Loshon Hara, I'm Akbaran, but you know, the Shua and Hargizim and Harevol, that, that's going to get it. It's all the way around. A person's in a relationship. A person gets married. He makes a commitment to his wife. So a person takes out the garbage. You know, you can take out the garbage in one of two ways. Take out the garbage. You can take out the garbage. And that, that's the house is dirty. And take care of the garbage. Take out the garbage until you see that it's part of what it means that you're in a relationship with somebody and this is part of your responsibilities. Every time you take out the garbage, you're doing two things. You're taking out the garbage and you're strengthening your relationship with somebody. That's what a Kabbalah is. Kabbalah is I'm committing to be in a relationship. So when I'm doing the, the mitzvahs, not that I'm, do, I'm stopping the veirs, but I'm doing the mitzvahs, I'm doing that from a different, from a different vantage point. It's not that I'm doing mitzvahs. It's that I, I've committed to a relationship. There's a relationship to myself at a Kodesh Baruch and I've committed to that. I've committed that very seriously. So now when I do these things, I'm being mechazic my relationship. So the, the Nakud of Kabbalah, usually we think about Kabbalah, we, 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 we picture Yom and the Roy, and say, I make a list of my Averis. Wow, I've got to fix this. Uh, now a little bit. I'll work on it a little bit. I'll make a Kabbalah, etc. So Revolva is saying, no, no, don't do that. Work on the relationship. Work on the things which are, which are directly affecting the relationship. Make the Kabbalah in the, in the world of Lima Natara. You're shutting the relationship. The other stuff eventually will be missed out. It'll, it'll, it'll fall into place. But you're starting with understanding that you're building, a, you're in a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch. Well, somebody asked me afterwards, uh, last week, was asking about the end of Yira. Uh, by the time I finished with him, he was a little bit nervous. Um, so, I guess I just saw that this, this week there's a Rukachovsky. Um, has some beautiful swarms, so he, he raises the question. You, know, you have like these mashalim, different forms of mashalim about you know the person who was given an item to take care of for the king, and he 
didn't do the right job, and he didn't use all the materials, and he, he appropriated materials for himself, so he's tremendous punishment. All right, so let's take the marshal to its full degree. So the king hires this, 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 this craftsman, he's going to be making this beautiful, beautiful kais for the king, and he gives him gold, and he gives him jewels, and a few of the jewels he pockets, you know, and he makes a nice thing, but he takes some of the jewels for himself. So Bershaw gave you an Ushama, you have all these talents, you're supposed to build something, and you take some of yourself, this is Me'ila. So now what happens? The Pasha, you have to go meet the king, you're scared out of your wits. So you come to the king, you know, you, you ask, please, 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 and he's Moethel. Next year he hires you again, you go through the same process again and again, you appropriate this up for yourself, and he's Moethel. After the 15th year, you don't take the king seriously anymore. So what's shot in the marshal? What's shot in the story? So we, we come to Kodesh Baruch and we, we make a bracha out of it. It's like it's a shtikl shach, you know. That's great idea. I'm going to mess up every year and you're going to take care of it. Please be Michael me. I mean, it's sincerely, of course, like the answer is we're, we're not umnim, we're children. And the Russian is committed to the relationship. Yeah, the woman, you're going you're gonna to wring his neck and throw him into the dungeon. He'll never see the light of the day. And, you know, the good, the Michelle, we use kings. They can use dungeons with the light, not see the light of the day, right? Or, or at best, or worse, you, you know, off with his head. We're kids. We're children. And your kids, yeah, you work with them and you develop them and you know that they're going to mess up. They know you're going to drive you crazy. They know they're going to ask you for mechila and do the same stupid thing again tomorrow. Mommy, I'm so sorry. Tati, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, I'll never do it again. It'll last at least a half an hour. So you're not, you're not your kids anymore. You don't care about them. You don't, you're not interested in the relationship. Of course you are. So it, the, the mushal, he got stuck in the year apart. We're children. And the Russian was interested in the relationship. So we need to work on the relationship. We need to work on building this relationship. And one of the ways the Russian has to do that is through Limon Atara. And for a Shibabacher, that's probably the primary way that he's supposed to be doing it. There are many other ways to do it as well, but this tool for a person's life, his primary his main focus is learning. That's how you're building this relationship with the Kodesh Borlaku. So how does learning rebuild that relationship? And it's a fair question because, I mean, if, you, if, if most Borlaku will be honest, the answer is, you can't answer the question correctly because it doesn't pass, right? Do you feel more uplifted and closer to God after the first Seder than before the first Seder? Oh, of course, Rebbe, I really feel close. Really? I've been learning that, learning the, you know, Migu, which lie is a better lie? Like, which one's more geschmack? Which one can I really, you know, ah, and now I feel close to, closer to God. Honestly, how does it work? What are you doing when you're learning Torah? So we learn Torah, it's good, you know, Torah's fascinating, it's interesting. I happen to find uh, other things more interesting. I happen to find Torah very challenging, and I don't enjoy learning it, so why am I doing it? Because it's a mitzvah. It's the biggest mitzvah. So you get the Moshe Shemuz about Bichl Torah, you know, Bill McGoin has this little notebook, you know, with, with the 12 minutes, or whatever the version was, 20 minutes, right, for the year. I usually accomplish that in, in half an hour. Right, you know, the 12 minutes of Bichl Torah. Like, like, what's in the game? The, the nice of the Bill McGoin. Bittal Tara, right? So that, hence, enter Rabbi Gottlieb. 
I don't explain how it works, but it works. You meet a Talmud Chochum, an Emma Talmud Chochum, and you meet one, and you meet two, and you meet ten, and you meet twenty, and you say, my gosh, how does this thing work? This is awesome. I want to be like that. How they do it? They learned philosophy. No. They learned Musr. Maybe, maybe not. They learned the Rosham's Torah. Yes. They connected their mind to the Rosham's Torah. Yes. And it works. Said so what was saying. He says, you know what? I don't, I, I don't have to explain to you how it works. But the Rosham made a connection between the Nishimus Yisrael and the Torah that when you do it, it clicks. And you become more godly. You become more like a Kodesh Boruch. And so it's a, it's, a it's a challenge because it comes out that Shemitah Shemitah is an extraordinary part of Avodah Hashem, especially for a, a Bacha, but for everybody. How can we double the Vakas on a Kodesh Boruch? It sounds like, you know, you, you, you go, you put the, the, the recording Dvekas into the, into the, the, the player and you play Dvekas. You sing holy songs. Well, Chazal said, you connect it to Minnesota Chachamim. What are Chazal saying? That Tamachachim is, there's something unique and special about him. He's the expression of a Kodesh Baruch in the Bria. And you go, you're going to learn what that means. You're going to see a little bit of a Kodesh Baruch. Famous mice, they say over about the, 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 this, sec, this non-Jewish woman reporter covered the Knesset Gedola in the 1923 it was, I think, that, that the Chaim spoke, and she said, I saw the God of the Jews. I saw a God. You saw the Chavetz Chaim. You saw a Kodesh Baruch And I tell you, my, my wife's brother, she has two brothers. One of them is married to a, a daughter of a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim. Rebbe is a Kodesh Baruch so Rav Ram was a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim, and he, he was a Litvak, a, a, a quintessential Litvak. You could not get a story about the Chavetz Chaim out of him. You couldn't squeeze a story out of him. He learned the Ran by the Chavetz Chaim. Remember? Yeah, I, we learned Torah. That's all you got. Rav Pesach Kron, in one of his books, writes that he came down to Baltimore to speak to Rav Yarsky about stories from the, from the Chavetz Chaim. He has a page and a half. And this is Rabbi Crow, this is, you know, Pesach Crow, who could get, get a story out of anything. He had a page and a half about the Chobetz Chaim. The Chobetz Chaim's son was once in, was in Warsaw, and somebody recognized him as the Chobetz Chaim's son. So Warsaw is, you know, it was a ear of aim of the Hasidus and Klai Yisrael. They love the Hasidus and Maises, you know, Moifsim for the Rebbe. The Chavetz Chaim's son, the Chavetz Chaim did Moifsim, like, you know, say over some Moifsim from the, from, the, from, the, from the Tata, you know, something epis, eh, garnished, you know, Litvak, you know. Something epis, and they butchered, and finally says, I'll tell you the Moifsim. He says, by all, by all the Rebbes, the, the Moifsim is tied to Gozer, by Kodesh Baruch Mekayim. But my father, the Moifsim, is a Kodesh Baruch Gozer, that's Sadiq Mekayim, that's the Moifsim. That's the whole God's Moifsim, that's what he said. Well, my, my sister one time asked her father, if the picture of the Chavetz Chaim was real, the, the photo, is it really him or not? And he said, this is a Litvak talking. And he said, there's no photo which can capture the, what the Chavetz Chaim looked like. Because there was, a, there was an actual light in his face, there was a shine in his face, which the photos can't capture. 
says you saw a light in his face. This is a Litvak talking, not some Chassidish, uh, whatever. That, that's the Chavetz Chaim. You saw Kodesh Baruch walking on the ground. That's what Torah does. And you meet Amos the Tamid Chachamim, and you see it once, you see it twice, you see it again and again, and you just see their Neimus and the, the Derech Eretz and the, and the sensitivity and the understanding and the care and the Chrayas. The, the it, it's mind-boggling. Like, how do you get these people? Once they did an interview with Moshe, so like in, in one of the New York, New York papers, like they heard that he's like the main decisor for the Orthodox Jewry. He says, "Well, how do you get this, this position? You know, do you run for it? You get elected? Like, how do you get the job? Like, imagine asking Moshe this question, right? So he says, somebody asks you a question, you give a good answer. People like the answer. So they ask you again. Yes, you give a good answer. They ask you again. So next thing you know, you people have to ask you a lot of questions. <laughs> like." The, the world, when Marcia was in the hospital, and they, 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 towards the Sofiyama, they, there was a discussion about putting on a pacemaker, and he was very agitated. Somebody says, why is he agitated? So he's worried about, if he puts a pacemaker, it's a surgery, he's a Balmum, and Balmum is possible to be in the Sanhedrin. Like, he's busy worrying about being in the Sanhedrin, you know. Surgery? No, worry about surgeries, you know. He's an old man, surgeries, you know. But I want to be able to be part of a Klaisel's sack. And you see what Torah does. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. And that's a very challenging thing. You know, I mean, we would all, if we could guarantee tomorrow morning you'll wake up like a Marshall Feinstein, you guys would be learning the whole night. Right? No problem. It just, you know, learn the whole night through, Mamish, you know, Shuas night. I wake up in the morning and Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, I'm the stifler, and Rokhaim Kanesky all rolled into one. It's Kabbalah. <laughs> No, it doesn't work like that. But slowly but surely, the person commits himself to understanding the Bershom's Ratzit that he expressed in the Torah. And it's a serious process. I want to know the Emmas and what the Bershom said. The Bershom gave a message to mankind. I want to know what that message is. Rousseau Salanta writes in a letter one of the Ezekiel's in the Ari Yisrael, he talks about Limo Tara Lishma. Limo Tara Lishma. He says, Tara Shema means like this. He says, first of all, you start learning the sugya, and you have your Mahalach in the sugya, and your Kabbalah says, his Mahalach in the sugya, and you start arguing. Now, nowadays, guys don't argue with the same vehemence that they, they used to argue. Um, it's more like, more in style to be like, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, I hear your shot. I had Kabrayim and Tells, oh my gosh, so they used to scream the kishkas at each other. Rashiva said over Maisa once, uh, when they was in Litta, learning in Litta, and Tells, says, two Bachim were going at it. They were screaming, they were red in the face, they were calling each other names, all things. There was a guy watching from outside. He finally screams through, the, screams through the window, just hit him already. <laughs> just hit him already. You know, like, you know, like, you know. You've been going for half an hour, you're going an hour, you've been calling every single name in the book that you're allowed to say, right? And, you know, and, you, and all of a sudden you realize he's right. And you're wrong. So you say, I hear. 
because there's too much ego involved over here, you know. So you say, listen, Mershon gave me kachas, gave you kachas. We gave different ways of looking at something, and together we were able to challenge ourselves till we came to a clear, clarity of the pshat. A good kasha makes him rethink. You know, he has a good word, but he has to tweak it a little bit. He has to add a kanach. He has to take it a little bit out. Try it again. You tweak it a little more. And now we know the emes. Thank you for teaching me the emes. That's terribly small. The kishkas, the yelling, the screaming, fighting, because you want to fight. Don't give in. Maybe he's, you're right and he's wrong. But when you find out the emes, you say thank you. Because I want to know what the Russian said. It's not about me, it's not about you, it's about the Torah. I hear it's not bad either. I hear, you know. Saying Yiddish sounds good. I hear, you know. Right? If we can do that, that when we're learning, we understand that we're trying to figure out what the Russian said. It's fascinating. Yisham Yisham says, "Omer Mar." says, "Omer Mar Shalolim." Who's talking? Who's the Mar? Who's the master? The Russian is talking. He's talking through Abaya. He's talking through Rava. He's talking through Rebbe and Rebbe. He's talking through Sumchus. He's talking through Bananas. The Russian was talking. He's saying what to do when there's a, there's a, when there's a, there's a shayla like a luka. We saw Salat used to learn the first Mishnah in the, above Metziah. Omer Kadosh Baruch Hu Who said Yachloiku? Rabbi? The Mershim is talking. The Mershim is saying, how do you deal? Sometimes the din is called Dalim Gavar. Sometimes the din is, the din is Shura Dadaini. Sometimes the din is, is Yachloiku. Sometimes the din is Mertuach The Mershim is giving you ways to deal with world, the world. It's the British I'm talking. Uh, the the uh, the Carlo uh, had a um, the first annual breakfast in honor of the Carlo twenty one years ago. The only annual breakfast in honor of the Carlo, uh, um, but it was called the first. That was the official title. It was the first annual breakfast in honor of the Carlo. Um, um, and Rabbi Aaron spoke, and Rabbi Landisman spoke, or Aaron spoke. Um, and we spoke about the Nakuda of, of Torah. We don't learn Torah to get somewhere. You don't learn Torah to become a rabbi. You don't learn Torah to get a, become a rab, become a rabbi. You learn Torah because you want to know what the Torah says. That's it. That's a unique concept. That it's not a studium. studium. That means the subject in, in, in Yiddish. It's not a study. It's, it's college is to get somewhere. I want to do something with information. The information itself is the tachlis. Uh, the moshe which I use, which doesn't speak to Bakram 100%, uh, but uh, it's the best moshe that I have. I once spoke to a group of ladies. They thought that was great. So you get, you get engaged. And you write your kala letters. Now, I'm, I'm about advocating that, that you should write your kala letters, even nowadays, not just texting or whatever. You should write actual letters. A letter is something hard copy, which a person can say, but hold on to, and they will hold on to it. And you, you'll never be heard of son as a chuba. We don't have this music of tenorim nowadays. A, real, a bona fide term, when they get engaged, they would you know, commit to get married one year, two years, whatever it was. And they gave a kanas. If you back out, you get a kanas, unless there's a valid reason to back out. So there's a whole genre of chuvas about what's a valid reason to back out. So the Nodim Hudasan has a chuva 
where somebody asked them, they wanted to back out of the, of the shidduch. They had two our issues. Issue number one was that they were totally zoyer and sneers issues between the two of them. And number two, he does not write any letters to the kala. So he wrote right back. He says, the first one is Yetzirah from Velt. That's not a reason to break the shidduch. If he doesn't write any letters, he's Ishkein Mensch. It's a valid reason to break the shidduch. You don't want to not owe a kanas. There's a and the tshuva from Noida Behulisa. Okay, so write letters. <laughs> Good. So you write letters to your kala. So what does she do with them? She puts them in a box. You come home like 10 years from now, you know, it's, you know, 10 years after you're married, it's, it's two months, of, it's a month of her Pesach and Pesach cleaning. You see her sitting on the bed with this dreamy look in her face. What happened? She found the box. And she's reading the letters again. She doesn't know what the letters say. She hasn't read them 15 times. She hasn't, hasn't memorized the letters. She enjoys reading the letter because it's a letter from my cousin to myself. It's a beautiful thing. That's how you learn Torah. It's a letter from a Kodesh Baruch to Klai I enjoy reading it. I know what it says. I learned this Mishnah. I can probably say Steinbach's not in my sleep. I can do it, you know, under sedation, I probably could say it already. I think I was, I think I had seven cycles in Yeshiva between Tells and here that I learned Steinbach's in the And you don't learn the Mishnah once. My, in Tells, my, in my day in the high school, when I was in the Chinna, Every Gemara was learned al Seder of the, of the yeshiva, and if you had about any extra learning, 12 times. You prepared it for Seder, you learned it in Shear. Second Seder was, was, for, was first Seder learning, you chazed it second Seder, you chazed it at night Seder. And then you had Chazar Sashwu at the end of the week. We didn't have any Bikiyah Shear until my days in the high school. We did 50 baht a year for Seder. Lainus was from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Chazar Sashua was, was Thursday and Friday. And you learned a first Seder and a Shear and a second Seder and a night Seder. So you already learned it eight times in one week. Then there's Chazar Sashua. You did it again. I don't know what it says, but it's not, it's not about knowing what it says. I know what it says. I'm enjoying reading the letter from my cousin. Imagine, imagine I can't understand what he said. My cousin wrote me something, I'm not sure what he meant. Well, I have an intellectual pursuit to figure out what he meant. Not an intellectual pursuit. It's in the kitchen because I need to know what he said. I need to know what he said because he's important to me and I need to know what it says here. I'm going to ask somebody. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to contact him. I'm going to drive him crazy. I, I need to know what it says. That's what it means terribly small. I need to know what the Brunersham said. And when I do that again and again and again and again, I need to know what the Bershom said to me in the Torah. Again and again and again and again. I start becoming connected to Kodesh Baruch And I start looking like what a Tamachachim looks like. And I start changing. It's subtle. You don't see the difference. But you're, you're in, a, in a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch it's not, it's not about, I, I love the intellectual pursuit of fascinating. You know, there's a, there was a Yiddish... Uh, a secular Hungarian Jewish mathematician. The guy was in love with math. I know most people think that's not normal. It wasn't. I mean, in love with math. So he didn't handle his own bank account because that would stare his mind thinking, trachting a landing from math. He never got married. He used to take pills to stay up at night because he wants to think and learning about math. 
And remember, he met somebody that, you know, there was no Shalom how are you? Shmuz, Shmuz, Shmuz. It was, I, I'm thinking about, you know, problem, you know, I mean, he was talking about the people who understood what he's talking about, you know. No, 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 no. Like, you know, there was no Shalom Aleichem, no, the rugged chopper, you know, no, no hello, no goodbye, just straight into the kasha. In math. Jewish guy. My, my Shmuel used to get the Scientific American, so he, there was an article about him. So he, he sent me the copy of the article that says, right idea, wrong train. Like, you know, that was, that was his comment at the top of the article. It's intellectual pursuit. Torah is not an intellectual pursuit. It is. It's fascinating. Good kasha, good vor, it's kibaldic, it's kishmak. If you have a bend towards that. If you don't have a bend towards that, it's frustrating. I, I don't get what the more is talking about. I've been banging my head for the last three hours. I don't get what the more is talking about. It's not kishmak. But it's important. This, this is life. This is the Russian talking. This is the creator talking to us and saying what he wants to happen in the world. This is the, the, the letter from the Chosen to the Kala. And I need to know what it says. And sort of a smora, maybe I think he might mean this, is not good enough. You're not going to bed yet. I need to know what it says. And when you learn Torah like that, you start connecting. So Revolva is saying that you make a Kabbalah in the world of learning. But it's, it's a real learning. My, my Rebbe, Rishon Shapiro Shlita, tells him, tells him, tells him, so um, he and Rashir Khaim used to have a kriyas together. They both learned that Yerami by themselves. And they had Mishnahis Yerami that they used to do, different things they used to do, but they would write a ho'ara on it every day. And they had a shared notebook. And Rishon would write a ho'ara on it and leave it on Rav Khaim's desk. Rav Khaim would write a response back and leave it on Rav Sholem's desk. Because they had time to just say, copy each other. My Rebbe is a Talmud of Rashir Rav Khaimstein, Zich But learning means but the mind is engaged. I, I'm being a cow, I'm going to learn Mishnayas. That's beautiful. That's not learning Mishnayas. I mean, learning Mishnayas. My mind is engaged. What does the Mishnah say? You know, I sort of know what it means. I get, get the basic idea so much, you know, it's right there. Because I got to keep my, my, my hesper, I have to keep my uh, quantity, my amount that I committed to. No, I, I, I want to know what it says. I, I want to keep that too. I want to do both. Someone went to me and asked Rashiba. Rashiba was, was an advocate of learning quicker. He wasn't happy with the, the pace of the, the pace of base matters. Was first said it was it was a blot a week, so he was very upset about the pace. He says a blot a week. It can be amaratzin. You know, you know, tell Torah if you learn just only blot a week. So somebody asked her gift. I heard that she was an advocate of learning bekiyas. Wrong phrase. I don't know what it means. He says you should learn without thinking. We came and learned on the cup. Without trachten, you have to think. Just think fast. So I asked Shiva, how do you do that? He says, just think fast. It's a very enlightening conversation. <laughs> I still don't know what he's talking about. Right? You know, it's just, so he says, he says to me, he wants to ask the tells his Rebbe that tells the Rav, there's a Sugan Ramas about Kigala Gadlabade, there's a Musik of the Das of the Katana can be it can it can expand the das of a gadarla to the kedusha of a katana works even though she's not a, when she's katana for when she comes a gadarla. So he says the das expands as you get older. So he asks her, she tells her Shiva, so what does that mean? He says when you get older, you'll understand. <laughs> so Mr. Shiva said to me, um, so I'm getting older. 
I don't understand that word that tells her of either, so that's precisely the point. Um, I, didn't ask, I didn't ask her she would, by the way, that she would understand. I, was, I did not go there, even though I was tempted. So the point of the Kabbalah, the point of Kabbalah is, is not to fix your Averis. Because if the Averis tempt you, Shvuas and the Dorim and Haramim and Haskama Belev and the Kainam and Alt Kutazak, and you say, it's not going to stop you. Maybe one time, not the second time. It's a hard nose where you're vulnerable. That's not the point. The point is to push yourself into a relationship. So he spoke last week, there's some level of a, of a, of a, of a commitment. And that commitment is expressed primarily for Bukhar in the world of learning. And if the person learns properly, Taka grows as a mensch, as a human being, as a, as a ben Torah, as a nishmas Yisrael, expands. And his davening is different. But on the is different. Everything is different because he's living in a world where Kodesh Baruch Hu is talking to him. Halavai. Mm-hmm.